0: It's Wednesday, November first. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hale joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Asset Management Bill Barker. Happy November. Thank you. How was your Halloween? Uh scary. Was it legitimately scary or no? No. No. It's <laughs>
1: no, <was> just
0: <laughs> what is it? a lot of trick-or-treaters that whole thing?
1: I think zero. Zero? I think zero. We were gone for part of the time and left some candy out, and when we came back it most of it or all of it was still there which is wow. know, opposed to those years where all of it is gone uh and and there's never it's not a great street for trick or treating some of the, the side streets are a lot better so in years past when I've been there the whole time yeah maybe like five six people
0: you'd think um, at least one kid would be savvy enough to do the math look around say this house isn't getting any traffic they're not home all of this candy is mine
1: yeah normally that's what happens <laughs> and you um, a lot of traffic,
0: a lot of traffic on my uh, on my block, which well, is which is rare. What were you handing out this year? Handing out some Reese's peanut butter cups. Sure. Uh, still still ranked number one. Peanut M Ms and uh, York peppermint patties. Oh, uh, you know what? It's like it's like going to a Rolling Stones concert. I'm only playing the hits. I'm not risking it with anything. I'm only playing the hits.
1: So you got no tricks. No tricks. Everybody was just thrilled. Everyone was just, yeah, this is great. All (laughs) right. Absolutely. Put the spray paint back. We're not bringing it out here. No, no, no. no. We'll we'll
0: egg the next house, not this one. All right, thanks for being here. As always, people on the program no, no, no. We got got news. We got earnings. And by earnings, I mean well
1: Reports. Reports. That's (laughs) what we have. Reports of
0: results. Reports of results. We don't have earnings, at least not in our first story, because shares of 3D Systems are down 22%. They are hitting a six-year low. And that is because 3D Systems was expected in the third quarter to deliver actual profits. And instead, it was a sizable loss. So, they're either really bad at guidance, or sort of in-quarter guidance, or things took a terrible turn in Q3. But either way, this is a stock going straight down this morning.
1: Yeah, this is a stock, if you look at the uh, long-term chart for the stock, uh, it, it goes uh, straight up in about 2012-2013, uh, and then straight down um, ever since. Uh, referred to sometimes, at least by Bill Mann, as the, the middle finger chart, um, <laughs> which it seems to be showing. Investors again today, uh, as it visits uh, new lows, multi-year lows. It used to be a ninety-dollar stock. It's now, now at nine bucks. Uh, the thing is, three D printers uh, are hard to. It's hard to differentiate your product from the competition. There's not really that much branding power or anything to that. Three D Systems has been more in the consumer side. So that uh, you know, I don't know what you what consumers buy a three D printer to to make like uh, <laughs> nothing nothing truly useful so far, uh, and and has not been sufficiently exposed to the uh, the business uh, side of the three D printing.
0: So th- that was going to be my question: like who who are they selling to, or who are they trying to sell to? Because it it does seem like there is a market for three D printing, but it is at the moment, smaller than presumably it will be at some point in the future. But I would think that any company in this line of work would be doing everything they can to, I don't want to say ignore consumers, but just steer their business towards other businesses. This seems like a B2B play. And if it's not, then they really need to rethink their strategy.
1: They got on the wrong side of that strategy a while ago, and they have been rethinking it, and they have a relatively new CEO, um, and he is talking about new strategic directions for the company, and those have not yet uh, come to fruition. So, some of the guidance was about, hey, we're continuing to pursue, and we've got some new, exciting products that are going to be coming out, um, you know, in the near future, but I think that the market is getting tired of uh, waiting for the company to produce some, some real earnings, uh, and I I can't say that I blame them because there's there, uh, there isn't anything that exciting about any one of these companies, and uh, they have patents that are expiring, and uh, they're early round patents. Uh, and that's going to you know, just inspire new entrants uh, to show up and compete and uh, underprice them. So, for
0: anyone who may have been looking at 3D systems or any of these stocks and thinking, well, one potential reason to buy a stock like this is some conglomerate, whether it's 3M or GE, or some large industrial could swoop in at the last minute and buy them on the cheap, and at least there'd be It you know it it could be a cigar butt kind of stock. It sounds like, based on what you said, that's not even the case. Because if their patents are expiring, I mean, we saw in the last five years years we saw a bunch of tech companies get bought up simply for their patents. If these patents are expiring, I'm not sure why anyone would want to. Any large business would want to come in and buy a 3D Systems and bring them in house
1: yeah I think that's that's uh, one of the problems is that there all right, there are lots and lots of different patents, and I wouldn't be able to tell you which of the ones that uh, that they have are expiring and when and which are important going forward. but uh, they've had the chance to do some things without competition for a while. That period is ending. They have grown sales basically tripled sales in the last five six years so that sounds like it's pretty good but they also haven't really been able to generate any profits uh, by doing so uh, so how much do you care about rapidly growing sales if they don't translate in fact they were they were more profitable 2009 2010 uh, back when they were only doing 100 you know 150 million a year in sales they're up to 600 million now but they're losing money that's competition.
0: The only thing shareholders of 3D Systems have going for them today is that they are not shareholders of Envision Healthcare, which is a stock down 30% this morning after their third quarter profits fell, apparently, off a cliff. And uh, This is a company you know a whole lot better than I do. What is going on here?
1: So, this is a a physician-based healthcare company, and so one of the things they do is staff ERs or or ER, um, ER-type operations, uh, anesthesia. And uh, there was an article that came out in July in the New York Times about uh, the frequency that uh, patients were getting extremely large bills. They would go into a hospital, and where they had where their insurance was taken, and then they would get emergency services, and then receive a bill from uh, a doctor uh, who wanted to be paid for his service and was out of network, uh, despite working in the hospital or, or getting a reference from the hospital. And you know this would be uh, upwards of thousand dollars, sometimes much more, uh, and that came as a shock to um, the consumers, and frequently. Uh, it was this company, m um, uh, mCare which is a division uh, of it, uh, which was cited as, as being a, a culprit uh, in this. And so, the, the stock hadn't done very well coming out of that, uh, and then this quarter, the results um, show that they are getting um, you know, some slippage in, in their emergency care. And you know normally there are a lot of stocks that get hit, and there's an opportunity to talk about them and take shots at things that companies do. And I don't really like to do that for the most part because there are going to be some people that are owners of those stocks. Uh, you know, in this case, it's more of a Schadenfreude thing. Like, hey, you're you're engineering your business around surprising people with large bills, and that gets exposed, and your stock craters. I don't feel too bad for you, Uh, and that's you know that's apparently as of today looks like what's happening, and and so there was the the article back in July, and you know today we're seeing uh, some of this showing up in the numbers.
0: So there are stocks that we talk about from time to time that kind of get ahead of themselves. There's a little too much enthusiasm, and when they come down in price that price is seen as being much more reasonable to the underlying business. Schadenfreude aside, when you look at Envision Healthcare and a stock that is 30% cheaper today than it was yesterday, is this more in line with their type of business? Or do you
1: think, nope, this is, this is there's more of this to come? All right. Well, take a couple metrics out there. Uh, so, this is a, a stock now going after the 30% decline. It's got a price-to-sales ratio of 0.6. So, it has more in sales uh, annually than than the value of the company. Uh, the forward um, price-to-earnings ratio, based on the expected earnings for next year before today, uh, and those have come down, but uh, that's about seven times next year's expected earnings. Again, those those the guidance has come down, so it's probably in the low teens. So, I think that there is you know there's a real business here, uh, which has been, I think, mismanaged, and they probably have you know real doctors that provide real care. And if they have, um, I'm, I'm not going to criticize individual doctors who are part of the program here because they don't know all the details, I'm sure, of, of how uh, the bills are getting paid, but uh, there are assets here, there's a network here, there's this might be something that would be better off being taken private, because the value here is potentially being underappreciated by the market, possibly. Um, but I think you got to go through these numbers a little bit to see whether, whether this is in more trouble than that. Uh, if this is, it's a, it's a bad situation. You get bad headlines when you're on the wrong side of patient care. Uh, in terms of, of the bills. And you know that has shown up in the pharmaceuticals with prices of certain drugs having been jacked up. Valiant uh, had a business model which was based on that. Uh, Shkrelli, of course, you know, this is the wrong place. this is the wrong place to be in terms of consumer sympathy. And so they may need to be taken out, have a new name thrown on it, different, different management. I'm, I'm not sure what.
0: Quickster, that's available. <laughs> Maybe not Quickster Healthcare. That wouldn't. I don't know that that would go over. I'm just. am just spitballing here. Uh, Papa John's third quarter results are. They were fine, but they are largely irrelevant because the pizza chain is cutting guidance on sales and earnings. Stock down almost 10% this morning, hitting a 52-week low, and they appear to be placing the blame squarely and entirely at the feet of the NFL.
1: Who isn't? <laughs> uh, well, who isn't blaming the NFL for their problems these days? Domino's Pizza—that's <laughs> just, just to name one.
0: I, I get that this is the official pizza company of the NFL, and that ratings to the NFL are at various points, depending on the, the matchup, are lower, a little bit lower than last year. I don't know this. This line of reasoning from management is. It's pretty suspect in in my thinking.
1: You got to be careful where you're advertising, don't you? It seemed like the NFL was a lock. Um,
0: it, yes, it did. But uh, to go back to Domino's Pizza, last time I checked, they also do some advertising around the NFL and professional football games and sports in general. And their stock year to date is running about forty percentage points ahead of <laughs> Papa John's. So again, I. When, when your profit margins are falling, when your sales growth is slowing, and that is the case with Papa John's, it's not all due to the NFL.
1: No. Well, all right. Let's let's take one step back and say, you know, is, is Papa John's generally uh, doing things right or not? And and over the last. You know, three, five, ten, fifteen years. This has been a market crushing stock. Yeah. So, so let's remember, if if this is a one year thing, then let's not uh, kick them too much while they're momentarily down. That said, uh, they're down today in part because of this NFL thing. But that's, uh, you know, you can just move your advertising dollars somewhere else uh, if if that is the entirety of the the issue they're bringing down their guidance uh, fairly substantially for next year over what people had been expecting going into today. And so, that's one of those things where, when you start replacing comps uh, of 5% with comps of 1%, which is, I think, what they did, basically, for the, the quarter, uh, you start getting very very different numbers as you as you multiply things out uh, over the you know a five ten year period uh, and that's that's the biggest problem i think i I think you're right that is the biggest problem
0: which is why I find it curious that the company spent part of their conference call talking about the NFL and and saying well we're really disappointed in the leadership in the NFL because they should have resolved this issue with the national anthem protest and all that sort of thing and it's like Okay so your entire business hinges on several Sundays in the fall
1: okay I think for the <laughs> quarter okay so for this quarter uh, it it does you know and the guidance they're giving for the quarter that we're now in, if that was a huge part of their of their ad spend right that they they bet on the wrong horse and probably have felt very good traditionally about betting on the NFL and paying up for that and um, you know you can compare that. you haven't been watching any of this exciting uh, round of uh, baseball playoffs, I take it. Not really no. You're still <sighs> sulking.
0: I, I'm not sulking. I'm just I, as, as exciting as the World Series is, I just I,
1: I haven't been watching it since when since when yeah, since the Red Sox lost. <laughs> that's when you stopped caring about baseball this year and I say that's because you're sulking.
0: Uh, uh,
1: <sighs> nice comeback. go on.
0: <laughs> just go on. No, I'm just tired. just go on. <laughs> like our listeners, I'm just tired of
1: you. No, go, <laughs> by, by, by all means, go on. And so baseball, um, these these playoffs have been brought to you in large part by Camping world, which is just on fire and and timed. Seems to have timed their ad buy very well because, of course, the RV market is on fire. And, and if you go to the, uh, you know, if you go to Elkhart, Indiana, home, home of the Ground RV Hall of Fame, uh, and and go to the uh, meetings that they had out there recently, you'll find out that the RV manufacturers are telling investors that they they can't build them fast enough right now. And so, Camping World. Is the main sponsor or was the main sponsor for the League Championship Series and the AL Championship Series, uh, and uh, also is prominently uh, featured on the World Series, and I, I would expect them to have pretty good numbers again as they have had uh, since their their IPO, uh, and all the RV manufacturers actually. But uh, the opposite is the case for NFL manufacturers. At the case that's that's a cyclical thing. I mean Papa John's can just throw its ad buys at the NFL uh, or, sorry the NHL or, or NBA or wherever else the the dollars you know the eyeballs happen to be
0: we've got the Winter Olympics coming up sure plenty of opportunity there I'm sure the the people at Comcast NBC would love to sell Papa John some ad space pizza goes very well with the Olympics it does it goes well with pretty much everything exactly I actually like Papa John's pizza more more so than Domino's but uh, you know with the the management whining about the NFL is just like,
1: you're just not having it i'm not having
0: it all right uh, what what's your go-to pizza by the way uh, when it, by the, with this guy that it's just you it's like now I, I you're you're alone in the house you i'm ordering a
1: pizza or i'm picking up well, a pizza well you know it's shown up recently in the area is new haven style pizza
0: what, what in god's name is new, new haven connecticut yeah What is
1: New Haven style pizza? First of all, you are aware that that's where pizza was invented. No, and New Haven
0: has done a phenomenal job of keeping that a secret. Really? Go to New Haven sometime. (laughs) I've been a couple (laughs) of times. Nowhere did it, entering nor leaving the city, was there a huge billboard saying, Welcome to the place where pizza was invented. You know what? And I'm and I'm happy to say our man Dan Boyd is um, healthy enough to be back behind the glass. You want to weigh in on that? First of all, Dan, did you know that New Haven was the birthplace of pizza? I actually did. Wow. Okay. As much as I hate to do it, I got to back up Barker here. (laughs) Okay. I've been to New Haven, and uh, the pizza places in New Haven are really something else. So what I'm familiar with Chicago style pizza, deep dish pizza. I know that there are some people from New York who. Hate the phrase "New York style pizza" because they feel like, "Hey, this is just pizza," and there's no such thing as New York style pizza. But regardless, what what constitutes New Haven style pizza?
1: Well, funny you ask. Uh, now I've opened up the Wikipedia page, which I think explains it pretty pretty well. That New Haven style pizza is distinct in its thin. Crust, characteristic charring. They, they put like breadcrumbs underneath the pizza so that they burn. I like the charring. So the the the, the uh, it's the breadcrumbs rather than the dough that, that gets charred. Uh, and uh, limited use of melting cheeses and chewing chewy texture. It's it's closely related to New York style pizza. Okay, but but crispier than than New York style pizza.
0: Okay, so back to my original question. Apparently. As you allege, in the D.C. area now there are New Haven-style pizza places. Yes. Is it a chain or is it just one near your house?
1: Uh, no, there are a few. There are a few, um, and and really anybody that does it right uh, is my preferred kind of pizza. You want to
0: plug one? You want to plug some local business? Lord knows I've plugged Sugar Shack before.
1: Uh, if I were going to plug a local business, I'd I'd be very local. And I'd plug Bugsies. Oh, which here. is not New Haven style pizza, but does deliver pizza to our Pizza Day here at the office, and that's good pizza.
0: Shout out to Bugsies. Uh,
1: what are you going with for toppings?
0: Uh, sausage. Nice. If yeah. it's ju- again, it's just you. It's not the kids are nowhere to keep defend.
1: it. Yeah, keep it simple.
0: Dan, what about you? This is going to anger a lot of listeners. Oh. But my ideal pizza has both pineapple and jalapenos on it. Anything else, or just those two? Maybe some pepperoni. I, I think I want a slice of that. So, so I think we might have to. I think we need to wrap up the episode and get ourselves some lunch. Bill Barker from Motley Fool Asset Management, thanks for being here. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.